Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, Heather Knight. Welcome to Total SF, and welcome to my COVID nightmare. (laughs) I have COVID. We are in separate places again. This is like March of the pandemic again, when we were recording all of these episodes, staring at each other through a little screen on our computer. Yes, it's um, giving me really bad flashbacks to when I had to figure out how to do all the tech, which I suck at. Um, Used to be we just go to the podcast studio, and King Kaufman would hit all the right buttons and I would just talk. But then I had to figure out how to record myself, had to talk to people on Zoom. It's horrible. But I hope you're feeling better soon and that we can get back out to recording together in real life. I'm feeling much better. I'm thankful for the scientists and I will be back recording remotely soon. One thing that I noticed is we used to record these kind of at night and we'd always have a glass of wine, but we we forgot the wine this time. Now, granted, it's like 11 in the morning, but we should have had wine. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. We did make the best of the pandemic. Well, we've got a new project, Best Bay Area Trails, that was kind of like a total SF collaboration with our data team. You and I were both involved. I hiked the Dipsy Trail. You hiked the Lake Merced Loop that we'll be hearing (laughs) a lot about. And we had Dan Kopf involved, who I really enjoy working with. He's going to join us on the podcast today. And it feels like with this data team coming to the Chronicle, it's like this group of wizards who do these magical things and just great stories come out and we get to collaborate. Yeah, they're great. They, um, you know, everybody thinks they know what's happening in San Francisco based on feelings and anecdotes, but they're able to get the real data to show what really is happening. So while I had the feeling that Lake Merced Loop was the very worst hike in all of San Francisco, I was happy to be confirmed (laughs) by the data. Just letting people know we have this big package out. It is you with the best and worst hikes of San Francisco, me hiking the Dipsy Trail, and then our data team with our outdoors writer, Gregory Thomas, finding the best 10 trails in the Bay Area, just kind of looking at the data. Um, great package. People should check that out. I can't wait to get on a hike with you again, Heather. It's so sad. I'm quarantining at my house. I didn't appreciate it as much. What a joy it was hanging out with you in San Francisco. Aw, thanks. Well, I think we should do the Peak to Peak Trail. There's a new one out from Walk SF that we could do when you're feeling better, and we'll make up for last time. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. I've spent my quarantine watching every episode of Andor and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I can give you my Paramount Plus password, Heather. <laughs> no way. And this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Hello, Dan Kopf, and welcome to our Best Bay Area Hikes-themed Total SF. Great to be here. Sadly, we're not actually all here together. Um, We are 
zooming in from three different locations, (laughs) which is kind of depressing to talk about hiking trails. We were planning to meet with our portable equipment on one of the hiking trails, but then Peter got COVID and we are in, um, I'm at home, you're at 901, Peter's at home in Alameda. So we're just going to have to pretend we're on a beautiful trail hearing the birds chirp and the wind blow in the trees. I can probably put in some birds in uh, (laughs) post-production, Heather. And I'm looking at the article right now that we're going to be talking about partly, and you can see some beautiful trails in the videos there. Our photographers did an amazing job. Gorgeous photos. So um, we'll all tap into our hiking brains. Uh, Peter, are you able to handle this? I know that you're you're still tired and achy. I'm so glad you asked. I'm actually like super cheery because I've been quarantining in my bedroom and I feel like Patrick Swayze in Ghost where just like life is going on without me and I can't touch it. So just having <laughs> two friends on a computer screen right now is um, like the best thing that's happened to me in days. And I'm feeling pretty good. Have you made friends with Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> I have not, um, but I have my little pup here. Um, she is my Whoopi Goldberg Ripley. My dog <laughs> is um, my only contact with a sentient being. But um, yeah, no, I'm okay. I a little bit of fatigue, a little bit of back pain, but um, thankful for the scientists and can't believe it took two and a half years to get this. Well, we hope you're better soon because I really don't like Zoom. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, but Dan... Uh, We want to talk about our monster hiking project and let Heather declare war on golf courses. But first, I wanted to ask you about your background. When did you become a journalist and how did you end up at the Chronicle to lead our data team? Yeah, actually, I was a a data scientist slash economic researcher all the way through my 20s. And then I turned 30 and I was like, oh, my God, I I have to be a data journalist. This is what I've always wanted to do. And so I quit my job. I started a blog and I got hired miraculously at a small place called Priceonomics that's based in San Francisco. And then on from there, went to Quartz, another online outlet, and then finally the San Francisco Chronicle. And it's my dream job to get to do data stuff uh, at the Chronicle. Please tell us the name of your blog because it's awesome. Yeah. So before I started at the Chronicle, I had a data newsletter called The Golden Stats Warrior, which uh, was so, so much fun. And I miss doing it a lot. While we're on the subject of the Golden State Warriors, what is happening to them? Can you lend a little data analysis of why their season is off to such a bad start? I have a controversial opinion. I think it's Clay Thompson's just not that good anymore. Uh, And it's going to be tough to be playing him so much. The stats also suggest that his on-off court data he's they're better when he's off wow <laughs> if we were in person on this hiking trail peter hartlaub would be challenging you to a physical fight right now. i don't think i would i actually this is horrible i haven't said it out loud yet but i kind of agree and it's his defense his defense mm. is so much off he's not guarding on the perimeter like he used to there's little mental errors that i didn't used to see so i'm hoping it's corrected um but uh, I, I do not. I'm not going to fight Dan over this. Are you going to rename the seal out of, out of Chase Center after Clay? Remember when we were paddling? No, no. I still love Clay, and I'm hoping for him to get back. But looking at the beginning of the season, I'm not disagreeing with uh, Dan's statistical analysis. <laughs> um, Dan, you you were a national data reporter, and you kind of went local. Mm. Um, was that deliberate? And do you enjoy? working in the Bay Area as opposed to being kind of tackling more national issues? 
Yeah, I think I follow the path of a lot of people as they get older. I realized that living locally was more interesting, you know, and I both wanted to do that in my work uh, and all my life, you know, really focus on where I was and learn to love it and enjoy it and be there. And, you know, obviously you guys are doing that to like the utmost extent. And yeah, I wanted to join people like you and really being where I was. Well, we want to dig into this Best Bay Area Trails project, which is out this week. Everybody should check it out on sfchronicle.com. To start with, where did this data come from? Yeah, so the data that we use for this story comes from all trails. Actually, the genesis of this was that I was up in the National Redwoods uh, in the north part of California, and I was using all trails a lot and looking at the ratings, and I thought to myself, you know, I wonder what the best rated trails are in the Bay Area. And so when we when I got back, I asked Nami Sumida, one of the reporters I work with, you know, should we try to get this data, ask all trails if we can get the ratings for every trail in the Bay Area? And we did. You're so much like Heather in that you're like just out having fun, not working, not on the clock, and you're getting like a bunch of story ideas out of it. I've seen this in <laughs> action with Heather. Sadly, my ideas don't come from hiking in the Redwoods very often. <laughs> And I know that uh, we kind of rejiggered some of this data so that um, the Dipsy Trail wasn't like all 10 of the top (laughs) best. Can you explain like what we actually got from our trails and how we made it a little bit different and more useful? Yeah, this is sort of a lesson in data journalism, right? You oftentimes get some raw data that wouldn't really be helpful, that helpful to the reader. So, you know, if you look at the thousands of trails that we have, um, the, the top ones are often overlapping trails, so they're sort of versions of the Dipsy or versions of the Tennessee Valley Trail. or like, And that's not really so helpful to tell people, hey, do seven different versions of the Dipsy, right? <laughs> um, rather, we wanted to say, okay, let's find the 10 trails that don't overlap. They're in slightly different regions that sort of are our top 10 trails. And so that took a little bit of work. That's, that's again, Nami Sumita doing a lot of that. She's really... Um, you know, the force behind this project. Um, and yeah, that's how we did it. Yeah, I like that our top 10 encompasses a broader area of the Bay Area than just Marin, you know, the East Bay, San Francisco, and it's a much better representation, I think. So have you always been an avid hiker yourself? Um, to some degree, but like so many people, when I moved out to the Bay Area, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, I definitely started to hike more because like, how couldn't you when you look at uh, – well, Peter maybe uh, I, I know may not actually like to hike so much, which maybe we'll get into <laughs> later. But for a lot of people who move out here, that uh, like there are just so many incredible trails and so much to see that I was drawn to, to definitely starting to hike more. I don't know. Is that true uh, for you guys? I guess – or both of you have been here your like whole lives though. I don't know. Is that right? Pretty much. I'm a Northern California native and um, – had short stints in New York and Washington, D.C., but almost my whole life has been here. So, yes, always loved hiking, unlike Peter, which I found shocking. I have a, a fun story. Actually, I think I'm hiking a little bit more now because my partner is an amateur mycologist, and she's always looking for— What's a mycologist? Yeah, so she um, is really interested in mushrooms and fungi. And so wow. we go out for walks quite often and just look for mushrooms. We're not actually, like, trying to— eat them. We're just like looking at them. And so we try to do that, 
you know, once a month at least. Uh, and it's really That's fun. Cool. Yeah. Where's the best spot in the Bay Area to spot mushrooms? Uh, the Salt Point uh, State Park, I think it is. Um, and there is mushrooms there year round because of the climate. And it's just an amazing place. And if you go there in the winter, so in the you know in the next couple of months, you will go on a beautiful hike, but you will also see tons of mushrooms if you look for them. Isn't this a really high risk activity? Can't like a lot of mushrooms kill you or maim you? No, Peter. Maybe. Peter, that's mycophobia. <laughs> mycophobia. We were taught when we were children to be scared of mushrooms. Nothing to be scared of, except for like a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but a couple of them. How bad are those two? Even those, if you you're you're not really going to be in too much trouble. <laughs> okay. My younger son hates eating mushrooms, and he will definitely be on Peter's page <laughs> with this one that they can maim you. Um, so we wanted to have each of us rate the Bay Area as a hiking region. Uh, what grade overall would you give the Bay Area, Dan? Oh, wow. Uh, I, I think an A plus, if if maybe an A. I mean, it's a great place mm-hmm. to hike, right? I'm with you. I would say A. I don't know what you would say, Peter, as someone who doesn't like. I don't even like hiking, and I recognize <laughs> um, that it's fantastic. There's so many places you can go in a really short period of time. I should mention that some of our colleagues, by the time this is out, we've got an article coming out um, about places that you can hike through transit that are transit accessible. So I recognize that while I do not enjoy hiking or didn't, um, that this is a fantastic place to hike A+. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's start with San Francisco. The best and worst trails in San Francisco were the Crosstown Trail and on the other side, that loop around Lake Merced. Dan, were these the clear winners and losers and how did we get to these? Yeah, um, we, you know, we got all this data from all trails and then we also like filtered the data so that we had at least a certain number of ratings, I believe somewhere like 30 or 40. I don't remember the exact number. Um, And yeah, these were pretty clearly the top and the bottom. Um, Heather, you hike a lot in the city. What did you think about those picks? I was very happy that they were the true answers. That's what I figured. And um, I was glad that they were because I really wanted to (laughs) write about them. Um, So yeah, the Crosstown Trail I did in the spring with um, my family and some friends in three different chunks because it's 17 miles. So that's a lot to do in one day with kids. Um, and then I did part of it again for this story. And then the Lake Merced Loop is definitely really unenjoyable. <laughs> I was actually surprised it rated as well as it did on all trails. I think the raters, ratings there were actually pretty generous. Yeah, so we I, I should tell our listeners, we had this meeting where there's a bunch of us on a Zoom. And basically what we came out of it with is, one thing that this story package needs is Peter and Heather suffering. So (laughs) Peter doesn't like hiking. Let's put him on like one of the most rigorous trails that a beginner could do. And Heather, you were sent around this Lake Merced (laughs) loop. First of all, what friend did you rope into to do this? And and like, what was the scenario? Shout out to my friend, Katie. You've met her, Peter. She's always up for anything and generously offered to accompany me on this pretty miserable (laughs) walk. Uh, We did it uh, a week or two ago, and it's just entirely flat. You always have the same view, which is the lake on one side and whizzing traffic that you think is going to kill you and is really loud right on the other side. So that never changes. No hills, no views. Um, the only things you might find along the way are a really smelly sewage treatment plant 
that I remembered in writing this was nearly renamed for George W. Bush in 2008 <laughs> in a city ballot measure until opponents told voters, no, that would denigrate the sewage treatment <laughs> And then there's the shooting range that the SFPD uses. I was literally like jumped out of my skin when we passed by that and heard a burst of gunfire. And then you have this giant golf course that I saw hardly anybody using the day we went with um, just scores of RVs parked alongside of it where homeless people live with no uh, toilets or electricity. And that was a pretty um, sad sight to see so much city land sitting there as homeless people are living right outside this chain link fence. So yeah, not not a great <laughs> hike. <laughs> I actually did this hike with a bunch of Boy Scouts for a separate story earlier this year, and I was surprised by the shooting range, which you can hear. And also, throughout the hike, you have a busy, busy street next to you. So you're like there with your friend trying to talk to them, and you have to raise your voice over yeah. the sound of traffic. I mean, not a very peaceful hike. Um, are you more or less excited, Heather, about San Francisco golf courses after this hike? Um, I actually haven't gotten very much angry emails. I think I'm slowly converting San Franciscans to my anti-golf course stance. The city owns five huge golf courses just in city borders, not including the sixth one in Pacifica. That's just a lot of space at a time when we have a housing crisis and a drought. So not the best use of land in our so-called progressive city. How soon do you think the Quentin Cop letter is going to arrive? <laughs> I'm sure it's waiting for me at 901 Mission. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll have you go check my mailbox, Dan. I thought it was funny. I'm looking at the ratings now. Lake Merced Loop is so far and away the worst track trail. <laughs> uh, interestingly, Presidio Promenade Trail is second, but it's much closer to the uh, to the rest of them. Hmm. I don't know that one. I'll have to go right about yeah. it. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, can, Dan, can you tell us more about alltrails.com? What is it? How do people use it? And how did you get access to their data? Yeah, All Trails, I think, is probably the preeminent site to go to when you're looking for a trail. At least it's what I use. Um, and basically, it is a site where you can sort of say, okay, I'm in this area. Let me, like, find trails in the area. And um, it has, like, exactly – how the trail, the loop of the trail, like, you know, it gives you the directions and also gives you the elevation, tells you whether it's sort of moderate or difficult. So you get a lot of information about the trail. Um, and, you know, when we want data, sometimes we have to like scrape it from the site or try to collect it. And, uh, you know, it can be really difficult to, to get data. But in this case, we just wrote them and we said, please give it to us, you know, <laughs> and they did. And they were really excited about it. I mean, it's sort of like their dream come true to have the, chron yeah. the chronicle write about their product. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they gave us all this information. And 
We just had to like parse through it. It wasn't actually that difficult. Mm -hmm. And did you agree with their analysis and data or did you find anything surprising? Yeah, I think it's generally like a good way to uh, look for the best trails. I mean, like any data, it's got its issues, right? So who's using all trails ratings? It's not like the average person, right? It's somebody Mm -hmm. who hikes, probably hikes a lot, somebody who uses all trails. So that might be someone who's biased in a certain direction. So it looks like most of the trails that are at the top are kind of harder, more intense trails. So Mm -hmm. that might be because like, these are like the enthusiasts that are using this product. And so what were the best and worst trails in the overall Bay Area? Yeah, so as I talked about earlier, they mentioned the Dipsy Trail, uh, Mm -hmm. which uh, Peter, I'm sure, has lots to say about. (laughs) Um, And then number two was the Pomo Canyon to Red Hill Trail, which um, is up in Sonoma and uh, like leads to an amazing view of um, the Russian River going into the Pacific Ocean. Really beautiful. Um, and then, like, uh, I don't know if I'll go through all of the trails, but um, one that I did as part of this project is I, I went to the Dawn Falls and King Mountain Loop Trail, um, which is also in Marin and was just gorgeous. And I had never heard of it and made this pro- you know project so cool that it actually even led for me to something new and just really beautiful. And and I, I'm just really hoping that people read this story and it leads them somewhere uh, that they've never been like it did for me. And did you look at what is the worst trail? Is there one worse than the Lake Merced? <laughs> I don't have that off the top of my head. <laughs> um, I I would not be surprised if it's the worst one in the entire Bay Area. Like, it was really low. Um, but I'll have to check that out and uh, get back to you. Sounds good. And Peter, you wrote an article headlined, I hate to hike. Can the Bay Area's best trail make me an outdoors person? I just have to say, we ha- we usually get along very well and generally agree on most stuff. Star Trek Four is a major exception. Also, you don't like to travel, which I found shocking. I love traveling. This might be in that category of things I was very surprised to learn about you where we're totally different. So why do you hate hiking? I, honestly, and I wrote about it in the story, I think it goes back to my childhood and um, a couple of really uncomfortable experiences I had. Um, One was blackberry picking, one was on a hike, but both of them I got very bad poison oak. One I got like memorably bad, like it's scarred me to this day. And um, and I, I don't feel like I was around poison oak. I feels like I was just picking blackberries and thinking about poison oak. And suddenly <laughs> I got this incredibly horrible case. I won't tell you where I got it, but it's oh. um, it was bad. Um, when you say you're scarred, are you is this physical or metaphorical? Mental, mental at okay. this point. <laughs> but I was like home from school and, you know, really uncomfortable for a long time. So I think that's the root of it. Um, most of my life, I've been in basketball gyms. I've been in cities. Heather, as you know, I love like walking around the streets of San Francisco, checking a new view, like going up to the top of Mount Davidson where I'm on a real safe, like, poison oak free trail where I can see I I like stuff like that but I never like going into the middle of the woods and spending hours and hours and hours on a trail in the woods where poison oak might ruin my life so tell us about the dipsy trail and why it has such a 
a brutal reputation. Yeah. So, I mean, we decided in this meeting, I, I kind of in the middle of the meeting just blurted out, I kind of hate hiking. So, and then everybody's like, <laughs> oh, let's get Peter on, a, on the Dipsy Trail. Um, Dipsy Trail has been around since much earlier than 1905, but on in 1905, it started as a very famous foot race. And there's a lot of history to this race. It started with the Olympic Club, um, going from Mill Valley to Stinson Beach. This trail has a lot of elevation. It has a lot of steps. It has more steps than the Transamerica Pyramid, mm. and that's all in the first mile. And then you're going up and up, down, up and down, but finding all these interesting kind of microclimates and spaces. So you're in the literally in the middle of Muir Woods at one point, and not long after that, you're sort of in this like windswept scrubland with an incredible view of Sutro Tower in San Francisco and the Pacific Ocean, and then drop from there into what I can only you know explain is like it was like Jurassic Park. I mean, I actually looked it up later. It was like a bunch of ferns and conifers that were around when dinosaurs were around. So it's this experience, and then you end up on the beach, and it's very, very rigorous. There are people who run it. There are people who run quad dipsies who go back and forth, back and forth, 28 miles, and I met a few of them along the way. And it's this kind of challenge, but also this really, really beautiful hike. So did you think it was worth the rating as the top Bay Area hike? I did with an asterisk. I mean, I'm not going to tell you like, I love hiking now. It cured me. Uh, <laughs> it didn't. What? Maybe it gave you COVID. Maybe. No, it didn't give me COVID. Um, <laughs> I won't blame the Dipsy Trail on that. But I met a bunch of really nice people. I got a great workout. I was sore for days. I saw so many beautiful things. And I don't think that I liked the hike. It was actually very painful. But I did like the way it made me feel, and I loved all the people I met. I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, I compare it to running. I run now. I run 5Ks. I try and get better times. I do not like running. I try to run really fast so it's over quick. I won't run more than a 5K, but I really love the way it makes me feel. And at my age, you know, it's a little less impact on the body than a game of basketball. Mm. So uh, I'm, I'm pro-dipsy. And I would do it again, and I will hike more now and not enjoy it, but like the way it makes me feel. Cool. You know, it makes sense to me, Peter, that you would like the Dipsy um, as a trail because it does, it has like some urban parts to it, or at least there's, you know, houses. There's a lot of humanity on that trail compared to maybe the rest of the trails on the top 10. So, except for the Crosstown Trail, of course, which is the ultimate, you know, urban hike. But yeah, I can yeah. see that this would be a good fit for you. Yeah, I mean, the stairs in the beginning, I feel felt like if I collapsed on the stairs, I'd be found quickly, and I really liked that part of it. And then I loved after this, I called it like a Blair Witch Project experience, where I just, it seemed supernatural. I was going up so much uphill, and it wouldn't stop. But when I did finally get to the top, I could see the city, and it was like this nice little prize. So um, do the Dipsy. I liked it. Well, let's throw out the data and finish with our personal all-time favorite Bay Area hikes, urban or in the middle of the wilderness. And we'll start with you, Dan. Do you have, do you have a favorite hike? Yeah, I don't know if it really counts as a hike, but basically the center of my life is walking around Lake Merritt. Uh, I live in Oakland, uh, just a block from the lake, and 
it's uh, everything to me. You know, there's uh, so much exciting life on it, so many incredible birds. Um, and yeah, that's my favorite place to walk. Is there a sewage treatment plant or a shooting range there? <laughs> there are none, I don't think. But we did have a lot of fish die recently, which many people oh. probably saw. Um, but yeah, so it was a little sewagey then. But yeah, it's gotten a lot better. And you have barbecue Becky too. <laughs> She's oh, on right. <laughs> yeah, She's on that's right. true. That's true. <laughs> What's yours, Heather? I love walking in the city. I love Crosstown Trail is amazing. That end that we did together, Peter, through um, the Presidio and Land's End, doing it at sunset, I mean, that's just spectacular. I would also add the nearby Mile Rock Beach hike. Um, You can do that from the Legion of Honor down to um, where they've uh, built a sometimes ill-fated labyrinth out of rocks that keeps getting destroyed and rebuilt, but beautiful uh, view of the Golden Gate Bridge there. Yeah, I I don't know that I have a favorite. I love any hike that (laughs) is sort of randomly discovering the city. So an urban hike, and Heather and I have done a lot of these through Walk SF. The peak-to-peak hikes every year are really great. They send you on an array of peaks, and you get to discover new things and go through new neighborhoods. I also really love Joaquin Miller Park in Oakland. Um, It's an old WPA, so 1930s Works Progress Administration project. And there's a lot of stairs and old fountains, and you just feel like you're kind of hiking through ruins. It's not a really long hike. I like it. It's very close to civilization. If I fall or something, I I can scream and people will hear me. I like that element. (laughs) But uh, I love Joaquin Miller Park. I used to live in Oakland and take my kids up there and I have great memories and just like that space. So Dan, while we've got you here, what's our next data team total SF collaboration? I'm wondering, is it possible to use data to pick the best tourist trap in San Francisco? Mm. Could we figure out the best drag queen? Heather would like that. What (laughs) what are your thoughts? You know, we're trying right now to figure out what's the best music venue. I don't know if we really can do that exactly, but that's a dream of mine. Uh, So let's see. I have an idea. Our episodes called The Perfect Day in San Francisco, which we do once a year, are always really popular and generate a lot of conversation. So could you use data to actually figure out what is the perfect day in terms of like the best restaurant, the best music venue, the best park? or something like that, and then weave it together. Maybe. You know, one thing that we've done, and we did this with Peter before, is we use Google ratings to look for, like, the best parks in San Francisco. And it might be a fun and silly thing to do to use Google ratings, like the best Google rating for each of these things. I don't know whether it would actually lead to the best things. (laughs) But it would be be fun to do and write about. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for teaming up um, with us, and we hope to work with you again soon. Thank you, guys. It was a blast. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music today is from the Sunset Shipwrecks, Castro organ player David Hegarty, and cable car bell ringing from eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Yeah.